You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Well, hello and happy Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy, happy, happy. How are you today? I am doing okay, actually. I'm a little tired. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Friday night grind and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Sunday night <laughs> grind right. into the next day. Uh, but yeah, I don't have to work tonight. So, Oh, that's nice. That's a rarity for a nice. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I just, you know, had to lose my mind just one too many times. So they're like, "All right, Lace, how about you take a Saturday off?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Thanks." All right, deal. <laughs> I'm glad a breakdown is what led to this. Thanks. <laughs> right. You know, only eight years in the making. It took them long enough. Mm-hmm. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm doing better. Uh, kind of been fighting with a cold all week, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the weather in Tennessee. I mean, you have been dealing with cold, and. Uh-huh. Chicago. I've having I'm having to deal with bipolar weather because we had rain and 70 degrees for 3 days. And then you wake up the next morning and it's 30 degrees. And it's like you just dropped 40 degrees in 12 hours. Sounds like you're getting Midwest weather, man. Yeah, it's nuts. So I can remember having like 80 degrees when I left the house in the morning to come back home and it's 32. And I'm like, I don't even know how to dress for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> it's like one day you're in shorts and a T-shirt and the next day you're having to bundle up with sweaters and, and long johns. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I've just learned to keep like extra clothes in the car because it's just especially this time of year because we've been flirting with like 50 degree weather too. finally after the polar vortex. Mm-hmm. And then. It drops back into the teens by the evening. <sighs> so it's like I left for work two days ago and it was like 42, like that's which is comfortable. It feels downright balmy mm-hmm. after what we've been doing. And then when I left work, it was 12 degrees, feels like negative nine. And I wasn't ready for that. No. So I wasn't dressed properly. Like I had on a coat. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't have like the gloves and the mm-hmm. hat and the sc- scarf because I don't watch the weather. I guess I need to start doing that so I know how to plan my evening. But it makes a ugh. difference. <laughs> you, uh-huh. know? you don't want to be out there in that sharp cold. That's it's painful. Yeah. Oh. Quick story about that. And I, I, my only little complaint. So because of that. I was not prepared for the evening, and I have a parking spot in the alleyway that there's a gate, you know, so I unlock the gate, and then I walk down my walkway, and then there's the door, and then I go up the stairs, and I'm at my back door. Well, because I was not prepared, and it had been sleeting earlier in the day, the late uh, the gate was frozen shut. Ugh. So I'm trying my hardest to get it open. I call the hubs. I'm like, bring out the de-icer. I don't want to walk all the way around the block, right? Because, again, I only left with just the house, not a scarf, not a hat, none of that stuff. So it's blistering cold. So I go wait in the car until he comes out with the de-icer. And try as we may, we could not get that lock unstuck. And so I had to walk all the way around the block, which, if you understood a Chicago City block, 
in the bitter cold with the wind in my face. I was never in so much wind-chapped pain by the time I got into my house. I was just so mad. I'm like, stupid <laughs> Chicago. I can't get it out. Like, yeah, the landlord finally got it unlocked, though, with like a half bottle of de-icer. I was like, the de-icer wasn't working. I don't know if it's just broken. All the way around the block. Oh, my God. I was so miserable. Wow. Oh. That is insane. So keep it all in your car, people. Keep it all in your car. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Just keep that extra set in there. So while you've been battling the cold, what have you been playing? Uh, so obviously still Beat Saber, mm-hmm. but we've <laughs> beat that to death. Uh, but I started Resident Evil 2 yesterday. I saw that. I'm only a couple hours in. Um, probably should be further for as long as I've played. But um, like the, the puzzles, they've definitely kind of mixed it up a little bit. Or enough distances passed that I just... I don't really remember them because yeah. when I played it, it was still kind of new. So how long ago was that now? You know, or like the original anyway. It's been a while and 64 days at least, right? Uh, Yeah, I would say 20 years. Okay, so yeah, it's not fresh in my brain. No. I don't remember playing it a second or third time or anything like that going back to it. So, uh, but it looks great, man. Mm-hmm. It really does. Think it about really that. It really does. It plays well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And of course, you know, if I'm streaming and I'm talking a lot, so there's a lot of distance in between everything else getting done. So I always just with a grain of salt, however much time Steam says I have on a on a game to, to note that I probably paused it many a times just to chat for five, ten minutes or something like that. But it's gorgeous. I'm not out of the police station yet. So um, I think I've just barely gotten a little bit past what even the demo would have shown. But yeah, Todd was right, especially with the beginning. Um, they have that nice long exposition there of like what actually happened with the trucker and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And, uh, all of that's brand new, of course, because I feel like the, the second game started with you driving near the police station, getting out of the car and bam. Yeah. And so that whole scene being recreated was phenomenal from the, from the over the shoulder point of view and all that kind of stuff, because, I, of course, stupidly panic because now it's too realistic and I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to scary games. Because back in the day, they weren't that graphic, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like kind of eerie, but it's like I could push through playing it on my own. No. It's really good, though. I'm enjoying so far the little bits that they've made different Mm -hmm. and the recreation. I don't know. This kind of sets the bar for me on, like, when you're going to recreate or reboot a game. Yeah. Like what you can actually do instead of just slapping a new dress on it. Like... So, so I'm, I'm excited to keep going and then, and hopefully beat this one and then try the Claire campaign yeah, yeah. and, uh, get through all that. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's a good game. It's a good game, but I'm not very far, so I don't have like a whole lot of an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. What have you been playing? Well, still uh red dead two. And it's, yeah. I, I've, I think I just keep getting into these cycles where I'll do some story missions then I'll do some side missions, and I'll go back to story missions and side missions. Like, I spent several hours, this is going to sound really bad, but I spent several hours last night hunting for birds. For birds? <laughs> yeah, because... Oh, uh, like turkeys and stuff, or just like Like little birds, because oh, okay. I got a mission, and I don't remember, I think there was a flyer in a in a, uh, in a post office, and I pulled it down, and they were like, hey, we're looking for perfect carcasses for certain animals. And it's little animals. So I think the first one was like a rabbit, a squirrel, and a woodpecker, I think it was. And I was like, okay, well, I can find a squirrel and a rabbit, no problem. I said, but I don't recall ever seeing a woodpecker. 
you know, right. because they're so. Or if you were even looking for it, yeah. would you even realize, you know, yeah. So it was, I mean, they're very small birds you can just overlook and not even realize. So I started looking around online. I was like, well, where the hell do you find a woodpecker? And, you know, they're like, hey, check out this riverbank on this side of, you know, Valentine or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm just looking around, just kind of trotting along and looking at all the birds in the sky. And then if I see something that doesn't look right or if I can target it just enough, it'll say study. And I was like, oh, that's a bird I've oh, not seen. Yeah. So I'll just shoot it. And I'm like, ah. And I luckily found you a woodpecker. got all these birds yeah. laying around going woodpecker. Mm-hmm. See, I think I would just go in there and be like, do I hear any knocking? Yeah. Like, is someone, is, is there a bird trying to, like, I don't know, peck wood? Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's what I thought I'd be doing is li- listening for the tapping sound of a woodpecker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you just got to luck out and hopefully shoot one <laughs> flying in the sky. Wow. So I was like, all you right. so much more patience for that than I do. Well, on the flip side of it, I've killed so many birds, <laughs> and I've found so many different... The ecosystem is wasted yeah. up right now. So I've, I've found all these different species that could be in this list, so I've been saving them. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. I will not sell you, I will not sell you, you may come in handy. Like, I shot a Baltimore Oriole, and I was like, oh, crap, there went the team. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be created now in my world. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fun stuff, and then I'll go back to story missions and whatnot. It's, I love it. I mean, it's it's just a nice distraction from the actual game. You know, it gives yeah. me something different to do every now and again. And I did find, I don't know if I mentioned this last night, or last time, but I found a an Arabian horse, and she's oh, yeah. bright white, she's beautiful, and she's mm-hmm. fast. Like, I've heard that these were, like, the top horses in the game. Yeah. I found her. Did you get to tame it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I found her, um, I don't remember where exactly, but it was in the snowy mountain mountain Mm -hmm. areas near a lake. And she was just kind of casually camouflaged in it. I was like, ah, I see you, little son of a gun. And, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, she's a great horse. Oh, man, I love her so much. Yeah, I never made it out to go, like, the hubs kept telling me, oh, I know exactly where it is if you want to go. Again, with my patience with, like, hunting or doing any mm. of that kind of stuff. I think I just caved and, like, bought one. It wasn't the white one, obviously, yeah. but I just bought one. Yeah. You know? And you get compliments all the time through town. Like, ooh, oh, nice yeah. horse. Da, da, da. Yeah. You know? I think I've gotten more compliments from her than any of my other horses. They're just like, that's a fine-looking nag. I'm like, I right. know. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute mm. to get. She's mine. Stay off it. Yep. Uh, but also, I'm sure you have done the same. Got to been messing around with the Evergate demo. Oh, that's that. right. I can't believe that completely slipped my mind. Yeah. Oh, my God. So see, see what happens <coughs> with lag of sleep. I have been. Yeah. I have been. They called me out on Twitter, yo. They did me as well. So Yeah, I, I saw that. I don't think. Now, I've seen your time, your best time. Now, anybody who, who might be unfamiliar with what we're talking about, they have a uh, challenge going on where they're trying, like, speed run challenges. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they've called some of us out, called Lace out, called me out. So... I don't know if there's a time we're supposed to be meeting or if it's just... I think it's just the challenge for best time. Um, like yesterday, I finally shaved off about five seconds. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you had seen that I did, yet. So I did. I'm at two minutes, 40 seconds, point three, I believe, is what the, the tenths are. And um, yeah, it's just... And, and I mean, it's a neat little challenge. Mm-hmm. They've got people engaged with it because um, the, you know, the demo is really short. So I've even gotten some people that don't speed run. They're like, well, now I'm kind of addicted to speed running this thing, yeah. you know? 
Um, so it's a fun little thing. Um, and I think the, the world record now is like 219 or something Jeez. like that. See, now, the tenths are. what I'm so frustrated with is I, I was, I think I mentioned before. Or at the time of this taping, let's put it that way. Like it's been. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of people that keep going back and forth for it. by the end of the day, it changes, it seems so. But I've been struggling with the demo because I, I tried with a PlayStation 4 controller, and they said it was meant for an Xbox One controller. And I was like, all right, fair enough. But I was trying to... Because it's on PC. Yeah. I was trying to map it. Didn't work. So I finally went out and bought one. I'm struggling with that controller because it feels weird for me because mm-hmm. I'm not used to that controller. It felt so weird that once I finally started playing with it and got it to work enough to where I could manage... I went back to Red Dead 2. I was so off. I I was like, I don't know where buttons are. I've (laughs) always had this complaint. Just everyone get together and agree where X is. Yeah. And do whatever you want with the rest. Just agree where the X button is. Yeah. But uh, I even tried with the mouse, you know, keyboard and mouse, just to Mm -hmm. see how that would work. And I I did okay. You know, I think. I did like a speed run that was at eight minutes. But the problem I keep running into, whether it be with the controller or that, once I kind of get into a rhythm, it just feels like my system is lagging and I can't um, like. And you turn the settings down, I would imagine. Yeah. So I just I feel like something's keeping holding me back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like if I had proper controls the way that would work best for me. And this is no slight to the developers at any, you know, for any right. intents and purposes. But I'm just saying for me, if I knew where all my buttons were and everything was where I needed it to be mentally, I could probably do a decent speed run. I mean. Now, are you doing all crystals or any percentage? I would. I, I'm not going out of my way to get every crystal. I think the most that I've gotten is all but two. And it's the two okay. that are in kind of that area where they're kind of sitting off to the side on the left in a kind of a clouded area because it's just like I don't need to go over there. There's no reason right. for me to go over there, so why am I going to go there? Right. And that's why I leave it be. Cuz they have two different ones going on obviously, those who go for all the crystals and then just mm. who do the speed run now, to the end. One one question I did have and I I guess I could have asked on Discord or something like that. Is there still only just one demo? Yes. Okay, so I... I'm, to my knowledge. Well, the only one you can download now is the speedrun channel. So you and I had it before they made it skippable. Okay. So you might have two versions on your PC, because I accidentally opened up the other one the other day. Okay. Before I started the speedrun, because I'm like, why can't I skip these cutscenes? Ah. So we probably... Since we downloaded it before they took out the cutscenes, you have to re-download it from their Kickstarter, okay. and it'll be skippable cutscenes. And that'll shave off a lot of time see that that was the an, timer apparently runs right away that was another one of the the things that i was kind of wondering about because like so am i getting timed for these cutscenes? Mm-hmm. It, it should <coughs> say hashtag evergate challenge on your opening screen now okay so i'll go back and, and so then do that the tutorial you still have to muddle through like they don't make that skippable like you can mm-hmm. skip the dialogue yeah. like you can make it go faster but you still land you still have to wake up you still have to watch the other kai sure. break the crystal to show you how to do it and then the rest of the little cutscenes that happen in there you can skip with the exception of the one bird one you gotta okay. just watch it so well yeah. i'll look into that then because i was kind of curious about that because i thought i'd heard that they had two and I was like, so is it different or what? So they just they just tweaked it. All right, cool. Right. Yeah, Perfect. for speedrunners. 
Yeah. Excellent. So if like once it's a full release, it's probably going to get one of those timers like most speedrunners get to where the timer will be set to the game, turn mm-hmm. itself off when there's a cutscene, and then start again when it's time to go. I don't know. Eh. Unless because it sounds like that's what they're they're wanting to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it into that world. So why not? People are. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. People are all over it. Mm hmm. All right. Well, what do you say we get into some news? Because we got let's do it. A handful of stories, and I'd say they're they're small in size, but I mean they're they're stories nonetheless. Um, the first story that I wanted to touch on was an update to the Metro Epic Games Valve scenario yeah. story going on. Now, the creator of Metro, uh, Dmitry Glukovsky. Hope I said his name right. I think I did. Sounded you good. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, posted a video on his Instagram to ensure that his words were heard correctly over the controversy. Now, I think last week we had mentioned that you know there was a little lost in translation, Twitter uh, information. Like he put it out there, and one minute it was like, "Ah, oh, I'm so mad," and then the next translation was like, "No, I'm actually okay with this." So he wanted to put set the record straight in his own words. You know, in video form so people could hear it. So he essentially kind of reaffirmed the one statement that he had a problem with Steam or he felt they were the problem and that what they're this move to Epic is meant to rectify any kind of issues that they may be having. And also wanted to stress that he understands to the fans, he understands their frustration being upset because you know, the the multiple platforms and all that, and he gets it, he said, but he's hoping that they'll understand and remain loyal to the franchise and just bear with them. So that's the update there. So did he say what motivated the actual Switch or the still, exclusivity for his time period? Still he hasn't, so I'm not... There's got to be something either in the deal or maybe they didn't feel like Steam was going to do right by the game. So it's it's that part of it still feels questionable. Like, what is it exactly? Maybe they can't legally say. I don't know. It seems like I remember reading one article a couple weeks back when this first happened. And to me, it did seem a lot like because they're making more money off the Epic Store, the way that it was articulated. And then they kept saying things like, and then we can bring it back to the fans. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember me saying that it was $10 cheaper on the Epic Store than it was on Steam. So it was like... I feel like the article is articulated and see, this is one of the ways that we can give it back to you. Right. So like, at least if that was the reason and that they are actually giving it to the gamer, like at a discounted price, because instead of just being greedy with it, I can respect that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But that was just one article, you know? So I, and this was, I think right away, I feel like the same day that we all found out that um, it was going to be, uh, and I didn't realize it was timed until Todd uh, mentioned it last week, Mm -hmm. but uh, to what, like 2021 or something like that or 2020 or whatever. What year is it? 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For like at least a year. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe people will, I didn't realize there was such a a rabid fan base for this game. I mean, I knew it was kind of popular, but Jeez, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, it must have grown exponentially. Or we just don't run in that circle, I yeah. guess, of people who are. I mean, you know, there are a lot of gaming circles I don't run in, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. What do we know? Exactly. Uh, the next story I've got is I think we've mentioned before, you know, with all the EA controversy around Star Wars games and all that nonsense, we're all kind of hoping 
that, you know, maybe they'd lose their license to the game or to the franchise. They still got it for a couple of years, though, right? Yeah, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because yeah. uh, the Disney CEO, Bob Iger, mentioned in a, uh, I guess, a big meeting this year or this week or last week that uh, all the publishing rights for Star Wars games will remain with the publishers, mainly because Disney themselves don't have a good track record with self publishing. <coughs> I have to go get some water. Um,. And since they have a great track record with licensing, something that costs them little to no money, and I mean that in terms of Disney money, you know, right? massive dollars, yeah. uh, they've decided that it's in their best interest to just let EA handle everything, which, you know, I feel like that's a disservice to fans. Think about what EA's doing to tarnish the name of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, if you continue to associate Star Wars with bad video games, people are going to start just saying bad equals Star Wars. Well, I think also, though, the gamers are smart enough that the next, but like, let's just say, for instance, I'm sure in the future somebody else can get their hands on Star Wars and mm-hmm. do it. That first game might blow up a little bit, depending on how it's handled and all that kind of stuff, because I think most gamers will be excited to see it wasn't EA. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as long as it's done well or at least presented well, I think that first one at least will do well. They'll give that developer a chance, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, and then past that, you know, you've got to prove it with a really good game once they've shelled out their money. Yeah. But oh. uh, we'll yeah. see. Um, and, I, I, you know, I just feel like I, w- I want to play a good game. I love Star Wars mm-hmm. and I'd love to have a good Star Wars game. I'm not going to say that there are some there aren't good ones out there. But I'd like to see more good ones right. out there. I mean, I will say this. <coughs> God. I might have to go get some water here in a second. Okay. <coughs> in regards to the uh, original Battlefront game, like EA Star Wars Battlefront game. Yeah. I didn't get into it as much as I was hoping. But I will say that the one good thing that did come out of it was the VR experience where you get to ride around in the X-Wing. That was fun. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. Because no other game had done that. I felt like I was in the cockpit of an X-Wing, which is something I never thought I'd get to do. Mm-hmm. So it was just like surreal going, oh my God, I'm in space. I'm in Star Wars space. <laughs> mm-hmm. And getting to see everything like that. That was cool. But do I attribute that to EA? <laughs> or someone else, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying was that. one of their games? Yeah, I mean, Battlefront was one of their games. It just happened to be an addition, like a VR mission, just for that game that you could tap into. And that's that's mm-hmm. one of the main reasons I'll even go back to that game, is just for that 30 minutes in the VR. Because I even had friends, I was like, you got you to gotta try this, You got to try this it's out, yeah. really awesome. And it was even one of those that kind of gets you into the the mind space where it'll kind of mess you up <laughs> because things are just moving. You're like, Oh, I wonder if oh. that would make me sick. Actually. It, it threw me off a little bit to where you just kind of get that motion sickness. Like, Oh, oh, oh. but it wasn't as bad as something like resident evil seven, which will really throw that, which off. I'll never try. So yeah. I'll never know. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next thing we got is Microsoft announced that Microsoft studios is getting a makeover and will be rebranded as Xbox. Game Studios. Okay. Okay. Uh, This move is said to be a marketing (laughs) strategy. I know. (laughs) But anyway, 
It's a marketing strategy to elevate the Xbox brand beyond consoles. Now, this sentiment was reinforced by the statement that the brand will be expanding onto numerous other platforms such as PC, mobile devices, and, most notably, consoles like the Nintendo Switch. Wait, Xbox on Nintendo Switch? Yeah. Okay. So, how they're going to do that? I don't know. But let me let me just kind of take some observation with this. Have you noticed... I feel like Nintendo and Microsoft are secretly teaming up in the background. It does kind of seem like that, right? Yeah. Like they've been doing a lot of cross play together. Shots fired at Sony because they won't play ball. Yeah. I really feel like there's something we don't know that's quietly happening in the background. Like they're trying to team up to say, you know what? If we just work together, we can take all the business away from them. Because they're mm-hmm. they're getting pretty big for their britches right now, and we can just be like, "Hey, let's kick them off their pedestal." Yeah, it's what it's it seems interesting like. Interesting to see, because yeah, it does, it does. So huh. I'm curious about it. I'm, I'm. It would be neat. Yeah. I mean, it would be something to see Xbox on a Switch, and I just, I guess, it would be more like kind of how the mobile devices are going to be working in this. Maybe it's an yeah. app or something like that. But still. Yeah. Just the well, idea. Well, I mean, they do have Windows phones. I don't think they're that popular, but... No, but... I don't or, you know, they were short-lived. Uh, do they still make them? Hmm. I might have to look that up. Uh, I they still do Windows phones. I think they may have discontinued. I tried playing with one. I, uh, sorry, Microsoft. It was... it was. Uh, yeah, I had but, one. Uh, <laughs> I did, oh, you had one? I did. It was like oh. a little... had the keyboard and everything. It looked cool. But, yeah. And what was... F- I successfully skipped Windows 8, though. I didn't like that format. So that's what it looked like to me on the mm-hmm. phone. And I'm like, nah, I went from 7 to 10. I just skipped the whole thing. What was funny about it is when I got it, the uh, lady at the phone store, she's like, oh, I've not seen anyone buy one of these. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> That should oh, have been your first indication. Yeah. I was just like, ah, uh, maybe why? I was the first. I just thought I was the first. I thought I was... I'm a pioneer. Yeah. <laughs> that was not it. No. <clears throat> Uh, The next thing I've got is Twitch streamer Helena Live was permanently banned from Twitch due to comments she made on her stream regarding the transgender community. Now, apparently her community complained, calling her insensitive, which led to the ban. Twitch stated in their emails that uh, this was actually repetitive behavior from her, and that's... There were other previous bans before this in regards to similar things, and that's what led to this permanent ban. However, Helena retorted by saying that there was only one other ban prior to this, and she even went on to clarify her statement, saying, quote, I specifically said, it's okay if a man wants to be a woman, and if a woman wants to be a man, you cannot be anything in between. Now, okay. When I heard that, this is me personally, I was like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. What's, right. Where's the outrage coming from? But then I thought to myself, okay, let me let me understand this from a different point of view. Yeah, I was going to say, because there's definitely a, a, a third option there, but go ahead. Yeah. I want to break up your point. No, I just, I wanted to say, okay, what, what am I missing here? Because when I, I read that statement, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. There's men and there's women. So so where, where's number three? But in the 
understand in, in trying to understand these arguments, and that's what they are. Mm-hmm. I reached out to someone in that community, and I said, "Help me understand this." I said, "If you read this statement, what do you, I mean? Does that outrage you?" And she was like, "Not really outrage." She said, "I, I, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but you also have to understand that there are." other options that most people don't think about like non-binary or gender fluid exactly. or intersex mm-hmm. and things like that so the, there are people out there who have a hard time identifying is either man or woman right. and that's i know some people like that actually yeah so that's that's where that that understanding or that miscommunication comes from and by learning that by understanding that that point of view that mm-hmm. it, it kind of made me think you know this is what we all need to do as a community. Now, I'm not saying I, like, I guess I don't want to condone her words. Right. I would have to see it in context and everything myself personally before I would comment on, on what she said. Like, it could just be ignorance to the situation. And and um, doesn't know people like that. Uh, doesn't understand the, the different concepts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there could be a lot going on in there or it could have just been said hatefully. I don't know. Well, she said, she said that she was just kind of making a, a statement and even said it, I, I think in another statement, probably that, offhanded in some conversation going on yeah. in chat and it got, okay. And yeah. she, you know, she was like, I support the transgender community and all that. So she, it's not like she hates them or is hateful toward them. Mm-hmm. But the the outrage, the fact that she got banned, what I'm I guess the point I want to make here is that I feel like more people should do like I did is go have right. a conversation about it, understand exactly. it. These people shouldn't have just leapt on her and complained to Twitch and all that. Why not? Why not take a moment and say, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about it and. Let me explain to you why that's incorrect. Right. As opposed to trying to just get her immediately banned because you didn't like this statement. I understand if you don't like that statement. But educate her. That's what I did. I went and got educated. In a, in a, in a positive, constructive way. Yes. Like, I, I feel like that's the always the missing link with any kind of disagreement in today's climate. Um, is that it's never a conversation. No. It's always trying to turn into a heated debate. And then if you don't agree with me, then that's that. You're mm-hmm. dead to me in, 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 a, in a regard, you know. Um, and again, without having seen it, you know, uh, sometimes it just boils down to that of just not being exposed to those types of situations or the different, you know, people that there are out there. And it, it, it may not even been a hateful place. It's just not knowing, not understanding, not being exposed to it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you would have asked me 10, 15 years ago, I could have said the same thing probably. Like I wouldn't have understood that. Yeah. But having been exposed to more people who come from that perspective um, and that I've had the pleasure of getting to know and talk to is what, because like I'll understand it. I'll never know. Like to me, there's a difference between understanding a situation and knowing it because sure. I'll never have been in that position. I don't know and I'll never have been there. I identify as a woman. I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could understand by listening yeah, and try to get their, their perspective and their point of view. So, I mean, it could have just boiled down to something as simple as I just she just hasn't been exposed to it. Yeah. And then now you might have a bitter taste in your mouth towards it if you wanted to try to have a conversation because it's just been – 
bitter outrage. And I think I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that that right there is exactly is the point. I feel like that the fact that everyone gets outraged immediately over things and we don't have a conversation, you're mm-hmm. you're ruining your chance of trying to get someone to understand because they are met with such hatefulness and outrage that why would they care? Right. It's like, okay, so you want to explain this to me now after you've ruined my career on Twitch because I yeah. said something you didn't want to educate me? She could, I mean, if mm-hmm. she, if you tried, if someone calmly tried and it was just this wall and she was just not going to have it and it turned into something hateful, right. then sure, go do whatever you got to do. But have a conversation first. See where right. that goes. If it kind of makes me wonder what the community was built up for. See, like now my mind keeps going to all yeah. these different like uh, scenarios and stuff like that. Because I almost feel like if I would have said something like that in my community, um, it wouldn't have been met with such backlash. Yeah. Maybe it's because I've cultivated more of a. And, and again, this is all speculation. I have no idea. It could be the most friendly freaking community I've ever seen in my life. You know, yeah. and it just happened to get clipped, taken out of context or whatever. So this is all just, you know, uh, anyway, that's a side note. So it has nothing to do with anything. But I feel like it would have been more like, hey, Lace, maybe meet so-and-so or meet so-and-so or talk mm-hmm. to this person. Because there's some other fantastic streamers on Twitch that are very open about those t- types of things. And as long as you're coming in with the idea of wanting to learn, ask as many questions as you want. Yeah. Because they're they're just happy that you're there wanting to understand a different perspective. For sure. And, and another human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. So there you but go. But I would be hesitant to say permanently banned. I don't know. Because Twitch, yeah. you know. I mean. I people get unbanned for, well, we've had these conversations yeah, on the show. Yeah, we have. You, know? so, oh, you uh, were banned for doing this, but now you're back. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe she'll learn. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, the next story I've got is another update on the CD Project Red story that we've covered uh, last year, where the creator of The Witcher, uh, Andre Sapkowski, Sapkowski, Sapkowski. I'm gonna that guy. I was working on his name the other day. I was like, I'm gonna say this right, Sapkowski. Sapkowski. If I'm saying it right. Anyway, uh, he was asking for additional royalties outside of the original agreement they made because he took a lump sum payout and that was it now he's like oh i want more money and they were like no screw you (laughs) so apparently cd project red made a deal that will give him more royalties but it's not the 16 million dollars he was asking for demanding but they said this is a smaller payout that kind of is an uh, uh, amicable agreement where they can continue to work together. So I guess they still want to maintain the rights to the Witcher and stuff like that. And they want to make sure that the relationship Mm -hmm. is good. So they're just like, we'll pay you this and everything's good. But I never got a number. It's just not $16 million, but it's it's something to kind of keep the the lights on, I guess. Right. Interesting. So is he still even involved with it? I mean, I don't really think so. I think it was just rights. So I, d- I don't know because I, I feel like is this the case of the whole Friday the Thirteenth lawsuit debacle where it's like, hey, I made the first movie, but hey, you had nothing to do with Jason, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that whole debacle. Like, did you do a thing and then that thing's no longer there? I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to look into it more. It's ridiculous. Uh, quickets. Time for some quickets. Cool. I got a few. Let's do it. Mm. Maybe Sorry, quickets. Yeah, there you go. Uh, a new, 
A new 2K studio has been formed with Michael Condry, who's best known for his work on Call of Duty and Dead Space. And this is said to, uh, this company is said to be giving creative freedom to develop the studio's vision and long-term projects while utilizing 2K's resources. Yay, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Things, Things happened. Uh, two new fighters were announced for Mortal Kombat 11, Devora and Cabal. Devora was okay. introduced in Mortal Kombat 10. She's kind of the insect lady. Oh, yeah, 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 And then Cabal goes back to Mortal yeah, Kombat. Yeah, I hated fighting her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. such a pain in the ass. <laughs> she was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Cabal goes back to Mortal Kombat 3. He's the guy with the, um, I guess they're hook swords. And got the mask on. It looks like a respirator. Okay. Okay. They actually showed a trailer showcasing his move sets and stuff like that. Oh man, they've turned That'd him into a badass. In fact, his nice. they, I feel like this is kind of giving stuff away, but eh, I guess you kind of want to see it too. In these trailers, they've been showing special moves and they've also been showing fatalities. Uh-huh. And granted, they're not showing every fatality because I'm sure there are more. But they showed a fatality with him, and oh my. God, they continue to show the brutality of these fatalities. Hey, look at that. I just uh, flipped two terms on you. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. took these hook swords, grabbed whoever he was fighting, like in the shoulders or something like that, then took off like the flash because he's got that speed move and yeah. just drug him across the floor. And of course, what happens is all the skin and everything just, oh man, it was just Ow. like, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, they did warn it's the most brutal one to date, right? Yeah, they've, they've definitely and... took that to a whole nother level because Oy. it's just... I mean, the other ones were pretty graphic, but it's mm-hmm. how visceral it feels. Like, when you think about what he was doing in that, you're just like, oh, my God. You know, gritting your teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also... While we're on that subject, uh, a developer pointed out that all the gear, where you're going to be able to change the gear on the fighters and whatnot, it's all going to be cosmetic. So it's not going to tweak your characters or whatnot. It's just all to make yourself look pretty or however you want. However you want it to look, yeah. Okay, cool. I kind of like that because I feel like that doesn't put the idea or thought of loot boxes in play. Yeah. Because, again... In Injustice 2, they kind of did that, you know. They had, you could earn your cosmetics and stuff like that, but there were stats that were attached to them so it could, you know, beef up your character and whatnot. And then you had the loot boxes. But I never felt like they were invasive, you know, because you could yeah. earn tokens, you could earn the boxes as you fought. So I never felt like I was buying them. I just earned a, a ton of them and I would unlock other stuff so i never felt obligated to go buy boxes Mm -hmm. so but i I like the fact that they're just saying this is just cosmetic you just want to look however you want to look there you go go for it yeah create your own character so to speak however you want uh the next thing i've got is a remastered version of assassin's creed 3 will release on march 29th and i'm kind of excited about that that was one of my favorite assassin's creed games it was the first one i ever played Oh, the third one? Yeah, okay. and it was, uh, I think I played it on the Wii U because it was like, oh, yeah, Nintendo's finally getting <laughs> a real game. Getting an Assassin's Creed game. It's not, you know, a Nintendo game. Um, but they said it's going to be uh, remastered, so it's going to have the polish. 
They even said okay. that some of the controls have been tweaked and stuff like that and tightened, so you'll have that kind of adjustment as well. It will come with all the DLC that the original game came with, plus, and I thought this was amazing, I feel like it really amps up the desire to buy it even more. It also comes with Assassin's Creed Liberation, which was like a spinoff title for that game. And oh, I didn't know about this. It was actually. originally on the PlayStation Vita, and I actually, oh. the Vita that I bought was with that game, came with that game. So, to have it on a full console as opposed to that, I'm, alright, yeah. you've, you've sold me. You've got, given me DLC, two games, I'm in. Uh-huh. Uh, and, if you've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, ha- if you have put the money down for the season pass, you get this all for free. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Okay. Another big bonus. So it kind of makes me wonder how much this is going to be in the market. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's a pretty old game, so I hope they're not going to... 30 bucks. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I hope it wouldn't go full price, but I mean, because again, you just mentioned all you get, so yeah. maybe it doesn't sound like a ripoff if it is, but... Well, I mean, think about it. You're getting $10 per game and then $10 for the DLC. Why not? There, there you, you go. go. So you were that sounds fair. Breaking it down like that, so and supposedly remastered and all or whatever you call it. I don't know. There's remaster, reboot, redone, reimagining. I don't know whatever. The right. gonna call it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, over nine billion hours of content was consumed last year on Twitch. Nine billion hours. Nine billion hours. That's insane. I can believe it. Especially when you break down, like, how many people are on Twitch at a given time. Yeah. Somewhere in the millions, right? When you're looking at it across the world. Mm-hmm. What Damn. Else? Yeah. Oh, here's it. What does that equate to in years? Or, or just in... I, I don't know. We'd have to... You go look it up while I continue. Uh, there okay. was there was one other thing. I'm, I'm glad my brain remembered it that I had not put down on my notes. Uh, but this is enough for a quick... It's, Activision Blizzard is apparently going to be laying off a ton of people tomorrow, which would be Tuesday, if you're listening okay. to this on Monday. So we'll we'll wow. update everyone next week when we know everything for sure. But that's a, that's a report coming down the pipeline. They're getting ready to... Uh, is that lawsuit taking more than we thought? I think so. I think it's really taking the toll on them. So we'll, we'll know more next week. So stay tuned for right. updates. Oh, Jesus, man. Uh, Machinima, do you remember Machinima on YouTube? Kind of. Yeah. And they probably had other things. They're officially closed yeah. last week. They, oh, they did? Yep. They are absolutely done. They laid off the remaining 81 employees they had, and their YouTube channel is gone. Mm. So Machinima is no more. And I remember Machinima. I think I actually followed them on YouTube for a while, and they did something that pissed me off. And I was like, you know what? I guess a lot of people. Yeah, I was just like, no. And I don't think it was like a, I don't feel like it was something they said. I think it was the content in which they were producing. Because a moment something came down the pipeline, there was a video. It's like, hey, did you hear this thing? Ah, we'll update Mm -hmm. you. And it's like, so you just told me everything in that stupid thumbnail. And you made me come on here and watch your stupid ass for two minutes to say the exact same thing I just read. Why are you producing well, they this garbage? That, those views, yeah, that last minute ad money, yo. But it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? You're not 
you're not helping me out in any way. You're not benefiting me at all. So screw you. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, account merging for Fortnite's happening now, so you can you can merge your accounts if you're oh, a Fortnite player. That's still waiting on that, Jesus. I not anymore. Not anymore. No, it's it's a thing now, so you can do it. Okay. Yay. Mm. Uh oh. Yeah, this is this is a wonderful thing. I don't know if you saw this, and I, I wish I'd have looked at YouTube yesterday so I could have had a little bit more uh, insight on this. But did you know that Jack Black finally played Fortnite on his YouTube channel? I did not. Damn it! I keep meaning to look up his YouTube thing, and I keep forgetting. My God! But he wasn't playing. <laughs> It was oh, all. He was pretending. It was all a ruse. Or had somebody else? Because he he put up this video and you saw his head in the square in the top left hand corner and he's just like, "Look at me, I'm playing games. We're playing games. It's Fortnite." And he's just sitting there and you kind of see his hands kind of coming up, and he's like got one hand on the. He's con- too animated when he talks. Yeah. yeah. And there's like one hand on the controller and you're seeing all this movement on screen. He's like, he's not playing this. This is bullshit. And he's just kind of going along with it and he's just like, "Look at me." Look at me, ninja. I'm going to take all your views. And just on and on and on. <laughs> and then finally, he's like, all right, stop, stop. And then the entire f- screen turns into a green screen box. And he just pushes this big box out of the way. He's like, I'm not playing Fortnite. I was just I was just messing with you. Oh, that's great. So it was just like this big troll <laughs> on everybody. Was it like, I, it would have been great if he was like using ninja's gameplay, though. So oh, it would make would... him look like he was freaking phenomenal at the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, like, whose he was using. Because, I mean, before he revealed it was all a ruse, I was just like, oh, so his kids are probably playing and he's just faking or whatever. But I don't know. Either way, it was just hilarious. And then he went to play with pinball machines and stuff like that. And I was like, this is why I love this channel. You know, he's not. I got to just, like, sub to it now. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know why I keep just, like, we get done with things and then I forget. Jablinski Games. If you haven't done Jablinski Games on YouTube. What's up, Jablinski, Jabronis, or whatever Ah, he calls them. But, yeah, I just, I love what he's doing with it. He's not trying to be a gaming channel like everybody else. He's doing his own thing. There's a reality to it, and I think someone was even mentioning that as well. He's not trying to be all fancy and, and... you know, production values high. He just got his cell phone out and he's just recording. And okay. I think that's that's yeah. what makes it relatable in some way. Yeah. Uh what else do I got? Oh yes. Two movie video game tidbits. Uh the animated Super Mario Brothers movie, which I'm you know, I, I kinda looking forward to in a way. You know, mm-hmm. I still feel like my live action movie would be good, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, They'd listen to us. All yeah. Right. But that movie is apparently set to release in 2022. So I guess I got to wait a couple of more years and hopefully I'll make it until then. Not that I'm. Ex- We're still even remembering it by then. Yeah. Not that I'm planning on going anywhere. Just saying. Uh, yeah. and, and then also the Monster Hunter film that we're all eagerly anticipating yes. uh, will release on September 4th, 2020. So uh, get your outrage pins ready. Okay. If you're if you're looking forward to that, I suppose. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be hilarious if we watch it and actually liked it? Would we admit it? You know, I, I openly admit <laughs> I openly admit that I like the Mortal Kombat movie, the very first one. The second well, the first one, like for the time, for its time, was fine. I mean, it didn't age well, but I mean, but it's still 
good. For I mean, just just in the sense for what it is. Yeah, for what it is, because they take the basic premise. They don't try to embellish it or or just throw things at it. They just said, okay, we have the six or seven fighters that we need, mm-hmm. and they're going to fight in this tournament. There you go. That's that's the that's the story. And you're like, okay, you didn't you didn't add any unnecessary nonsense. You just gave us the basic plot, and you let everybody fight. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Right. You, that that's all I needed. And then you go to the second one, which I will tear down consistently. I don't think I even bothered. Don't. So don't. I don't. I, yeah. Because what they said is like, all right, cool. We did that. But now we're going to do everything. So cram as many characters as you can <laughs> into this movie until the plot is just nonsensical to where they're just meeting people for no. Like Sub Zero comes out and fights Liu Kang for no reason. You're like, why are you here? What are you doing? Uh, we forgot to write his plot. Yeah, he's Maybe like, there was more to it. And then in the editing room, it just started to not make sense because they were just like, well, this fight scene's really cool, though. So we can't cut it out, even if we're going to cut out all of his other stuff. Well, it was just they, the only reason they even threw it in there was because he was like, you killed my brother because, you know, Luke Kane killed Sub-Zero in the first oh, one. So it was like, OK. okay. Yeah. And that that was important to this plot. Why? Because he it went nowhere. They fought and he was like, you killed my brother. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to help you on your journey. Okay. I'm sorry. So wait, now I'm going to help you. Even worse. Even worse than that. Molina, which is Katana's uh-huh. sister, okay, they put her in the movie. Now, granted, if you also remember in the Mortal Kombat lore, maybe you do, maybe you don't, Molina was supposed to be Katana's twin, okay? Uh-huh. So you would think to have that happen you can just get the actress who played her or who's playing katana in the movie and just have her play that role too save you a sure. lot of time and effort or find twins i'm sure there's actor twins out there but no we didn't do that we cast an entirely different woman who looks nothing like the other one and then hmm. and then when sonia blade just randomly comes across melina in the movie melina is wearing a mask but she looks at her and says katana i'm like bullshit you're not going to look at her. She looks nothing like her. And you didn't even see her face. And you're like, oh, you're... This one's blonde and tall. The other one... <laughs> it was just like, what? That makes no sense. <laughs> None. I'm just saying. Oh, God. I'm just How saying. This is great. And then, uh, last last thing, and I'll move on. <laughs> last thing, I'll move on. Sorry, guys. I've woken the beast. Yeah, No. <laughs> When you end when you end the first Mortal Kombat movie, you're treated with this badass looking Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. And granted, his voice is very Inspector Gadget, Doctor Claw, but still the design is like badass. You're like, oh wow. Yeah. You know, he looks he looks pretty and you know, formidable and intimidating. And then when we start this movie, we get Brian Thompson, the poor man's Arnold Schwarzenegger for B movies, who mm-hmm. comes out wearing this cosplayish Shao Kahn outfit looks nothing like he did in the end of the other movie and he's just like I am Shao Kahn I'm like okay <laughs> well that's why they gave him that line because nobody would have known who he was otherwise yeah so it was just like well we downgraded pretty quick so um are you wearing off the rack and you know that was probably <laughs> that was probably <laughs> one of the first times I walked out of a movie theater going the f- uh, did I just watch? You know, I was, I'd never walked out of a movie theater. There's two hours of my life yeah. and never getting back. I mean, when you walk out of a movie theater and you just feel disappointed, 
because you like you can't even talk about it. Yeah, you're like just shame. Yeah, you just kind of like <laughs> looking down, like nobody look at me. Because you just spent money to watch this thing on the big screen, and you're just like, Jesus, what, what did I watch? This is terrible. Second time was uh, Batman and Robin, and that was I think in the same oh year. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to get started on how bad I hated that movie. Yeah, that's not- I also went to the theater for that. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, Jesus. All right. All right. Well, we'll move on to Truth or Trash. Back to video games. Truth or Trash. Truth or Trash. Okay. But hey, we're still on Mortal Kombat because I got some Truth or Trash. Oh, yay. Okay. So, first things first. Uh-huh. Three fighters returning to Mortal Kombat 11. Rain, Aaron Black, and Noob Cybot. Um, now you can break I would these. Love to. You can break these down into separate ones if you'd like. I would love to sit here in front of you and say, you know who, how <laughs> familiar I am with every single character that's ever been born from the Mortal Kombat series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, so I could cheat, but that would take too long, and my mechanical keyboard totally right. rats me so out because I'll, it's so loud. I'll give so, you, uh, <laughs> how about this? How about this? I'll give you the the quick rundown of who these characters are or at least okay where you might be i feel like i've heard of rain and like rain like if i saw that one rain and rain and noob noob cybot they are essentially the palette swapped you know ninjas from the other game so rain is like a purple scorpion and then noob cybot's just black like he's a shadow um and also if you kind of get the joke between rain purple rain oh i did it he's he's the Prince of Adenia. Okay, then he better come back because, you know, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And let's, that's a good way. To so he was actually, I think he was actually in Mortal Kombat 10, but he was not playable. It was like he was in the story and you fought him once and everybody was like, he's in the game. We get to play him. And they're like, nah. So that's not technically returning. But he will, for Mortal Kombat 11, will he be playable returning character in the game? Okay. Much like Devorah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I feel like that would be a, a good move. Because I don't know. Okay. Aaron Black was the cowboy esque looking fighter from Ten. His well, first... then yes, because we're on cowboy kicks. Yeah, and he was also <laughs> premiered in Ten, so I think it would be a smart move to. It's let's ride that Red Dead train. Okay, and then what about slap a hat on Noob Cybot, who has been changed in in the lore, but I'm gonna say trash because I've said two truths, okay. and that's my logic. <laughs> All right. Now the and next then none of them will be in the game. Well, we'll see. We still got some yeah. announcing to do. We, there was like what twenty? We'll say twenty characters left. I don't remember. I've lost. Oh, count. Wow. yeah. And then we'll probably got DLC in the future. Yep. Now here's here's another one, but this one we're, we're also this is a returning character, but there's a twist to okay. it. Okay. Okay. So Mortal Kombat will feature a returning character John Stryker, who was okay. the SWAT guy from. Uh, Part three, I think, is where he first premiered. But he will be played by John Cena. Yes. Okay. I feel like they're 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 on that kick. Yeah. Trying to get the the fighters. Yeah, yeah. And he's. I, I mean, he's proven isn't himself. Is he a gamer? I think so. And he's proven himself to be a, a decent actor. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah, saw yeah. him in Bumblebee, and he didn't bother me. I was like, oh, he's all right. Oh, 
I don't know well enough for him to bother me one way or the other, but <laughs> well, you know, except for, you know, I know people love to use this intro music for like everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just the idea that sometimes wrestlers do not transition to film oh, all yeah. that well. Yeah. You know, they're no, just they're, terrible they're, actors. Acting doesn't, isn't necessary. You just got to be angry and shout a mm-hmm. lot sometimes. This is back in the day when I used to watch it all the time. Yeah, sure. I used to. But see, The Rock, I mean, you, if you didn't know he was a wrestler at one point, you'd be like, geez, man. You're just, just like, action star, yeah. Yeah, he, he's like. So I think John Cena's doing all right. So Yeah, yeah. No, no, no frustrations with him or whatever. Uh, the next thing that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Later this year, Monster Hunter World will release DLC with a content collaboration featuring Dark Souls. Now, the Witcher Hmm. collaboration just released. So, what do you think about a Dark Souls collaboration? On Monster Hunter World? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean... I guess I could see that. Oh, man. Uh, like a whole other like world monster, all of that. Yeah. Cause... Okay. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that seems so. This is a tough one. Yeah. This is really a tough one. I'm going to say truth. Okay. Because I feel like with Dark Souls, that could lead to some interesting monsters that you come across in Monster Hunter. I mean... And I never played a lot of Dark Souls. I feel like the play style lends itself well to each other. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong for the people out there who are diehard Dark Souls fans and have played both. I've only played Monster Hunter World and like died a few times on Bloodborne and said, okay, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. too hard for me, but... Yeah, I think that could lead to some interesting monsters. I mean, I wasn't not I wasn't sure what they were gonna do with the Witcher stuff, and then they released a trailer yesterday to showcase the Witcher uh, collaboration, and the monster that you get to fight is a Leshen from okay. the Witcher, and I was like, so the Witcher and Dark Souls did a collaboration? No, no, no. under a Mo- rock, Monster oh. Hunter, Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. So we got okay. I knew about that. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So you fight a Leshen, That's your your monster and i was like that's okay. an odd choice but it works did you play it i haven't but no after okay. seeing that trailer i was like i need to kind of get back into monster hunter mm-hmm. just because i want to check this out because <laughs> it's not just like they from what i know granted i haven't seen it but just from the trailer this is actually like an extra story mission so you get to hang out with Geralt, and and mm-hmm. you know that and whole- it's a cross-platform right like it came out for pc yeah. console mm-hmm. all that okay so, I, I know. Okay, so the DLC is on everything. Okay. So it's like a full story mission. He comes to their world. He warns them of the oh. lesson. Voice acting, same guy from Witcher we need 3. To play this. Yeah. Why are we not playing this? Is we, it free? Is it not? Yeah, it's free. It, you pay for it? Just oh, make okay. sure you got your update. Dude. Oh, so it okay. sounded, I mean, it sounded really cool. So it, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. And you only have to be like level 16, I think, in your hunter rank. So I you no didn't. idea where I left off. As long as you got past a certain. <laughs> Uh, I think if you beat the game, at least you should be good. Nope. Nope. See. Nope. Well, then we're gonna have to get you to beat it or something. I I get like addicted to things for like short periods of time, and it's just well, it probably came out during a period where I just like had so much coming at me, and I wanted to play so many different things. I start so many games. It was in February or January of last year, so yeah, it's that yeah. it's that rough time. Okay, last thing I've got. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us Part Two. 
will feature a musical montage sequence. I feel like we've already seen a musical montage sequence. I know that's called a trailer, but like, wasn't that whole song written for? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to say truth on it all. Nobody's lying to me this week. I trust (laughs) you, Steven. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you can interpret that however you wish. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, is someone going to jump down and start singing? Because, well, that or like something dramatic is going to happen and we're just going to hear the entire length of a song mm-hmm. while like flashes of your loved one who just died or something is going through your brain or your main character or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like that was left pretty open. Yeah, could be. So, but I was, know, I was kind of hoping. As long as it's like at least a two or three minute thing and a song is playing the whole time, I'm going to count that. As my musical montage sequence. I mean, I was. Or they could just be rocking out, changing clothes, mm-hmm. like good old 80s teen movies. Yeah. Sliding across the floor in their socks because they finally found somewhere safe for them to be for a minute and found a radio. I mean, I'm I'm holding out hope <laughs> that we get a song and dance number with clickers. Ah, that would be great. I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe that's their, their, their drunk at the bar sequence and they wake up and they're like, whoa, what was that? Whoa. You know, it's just. A- I just clicked myself, man. <laughs> so bad. All right. You ready for some weird news? Uh, always. All right. So. Weirder the better. We're we're both married. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know that sounds heartbreaking for some of you out there. Even Todd's <laughs> married, you know. Yes. And I just, I want everyone to know, Todd's not exactly the catch he may appear to sound, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> not even here to defend himself. Anyway, (laughs) if any of you out there are looking to plan a wedding in the near future, and maybe you just happen to be a fan of Pokemon, then why not look into the Japanese wedding planning company called Escrit that is now offering up Pokemon-themed weddings. With this wedding package, you receive place cards and programs that will feature two Pikachus, one's a bride and one's a groom. Okay. And they have little things that they're doing on the little things. It's sounding cute already, actually. Then there's a Pikachu-themed cake with yellow frosting and macrons that are designed like Pokeballs. Okay. You get a dinner of select French cuisine decorated with Pokemon flourishes. And you even get a special performance by Pikachu himself or herself. What? Yeah. So maybe he comes out and says, like, Pikachu! And then just, oh you have to translate that as like, you know, congratulations. I love you. Yeah. Or congratulations. Now, how much will this cost you? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Is this officially Nintendo licensed? It is. It is actually a licensed wedding. Granted, we've heard of, you nice. know, unofficial Pokemon weddings. It's yeah. Not a, it's a thing. But this is an officially licensed Pokemon wedding theme that you can do. All I can tell you is that it will cost you a trip to Japan because that's the only place they're currently available. Oh, good God. Still worth it. So there are chapels uh, uh-huh. owned by the Escrit Company, and that's where you- Is Pikachu you, marrying you, though? Could you could you have that be a thing? See, they didn't say that, but why not? Why not a I feel Pokemon like if I'm flying you? myself out there, probably spending 
50, 60K, I would imagine, or more even on a wedding, Pikachu better damn well get his internet license yeah. and marry me <laughs> or whatever whatever it is over there legally. I mean, just, just think about being married by a Squirtle or something. Just Squirtle, 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 Squirtle. Or what's the boo one? Yeah. What's <laughs> the boo one? <laughs> or a Mr. Mime. It just sits there and just oh my God. points at you. These are endless. Yeah. Whatever you want. Why not? Whatever you want. Oh, my God. I've got to watch a full full version of this. Somebody's, <laughs> you know they're going to record it, put it out there. Oh, I've just got to find for it. For sure. Uh, and one last little tidbit. This wasn't even worth bringing up an entire story. It's just kind of a, I call it a weird and quick. Okay. Did you know that there's a VR game coming out based on the movie Groundhog Day? I did. I actually did see that a few days ago. I did, too. I was just like, What? And I, 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 yeah, you know, it's almost like oddly enough, fine. If it's cheap, I'll do it. Yeah. It's just, but what are you doing? Are you just going through the, the day? The same thing over and over again. I don't know. I think it would be hilarious if you were the groundhog. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Like just, I, just... I, I guess the concept could be cool, but it just depends on your execution. Like, are we having, mm-hmm. to, are we trying to figure out what? I heard are... Bill Murray has nothing to do with it. Though, no, so, no, no, no. Like, You're playing his. Yeah, yeah. You're playing his son, his character's son, which means I'm assuming, you know, him and the the Andy McDowell's character, they, they got, they did good. Yeah, they did good. <laughs> At some point they figured it out. <laughs> so good for them. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Do you want to play? I'd buy that for I'd a dollar. That for a dollar. It only took how long? For me to learn the sequence of events here. <laughs> a little a little while, but it's fine. A little while. Okay, so I've got something I think is very interesting. I'm kind of hoping that you will be sold on it because okay. I thought it was worth I hope worth... so too. I'm always excited. I want to find something new to play. And I'm always I'll, play I'm with. always looking for something unique. And I, I felt like this was worth pitching a sell to. So Okay. There are numerous companies out there that sell decals for your console, making them look personalized or put special art on them or whatever you want, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they're just stickers, pretty much. You just line your, your console with it and whatever. So, what if I could offer you the same thing, but something that wasn't stickers necessarily? Okay. That's I, for your console, though, I'm assuming? Like, that's well, the route we're heading? That's okay. for your console, but much, much more. Uh-oh. I present to you Toastmade, a company that creates unique customizable decals out of sustainably harvested wood veneer and even top green American leather to develop to deliver grip, gorgeousness, and moderate protection while retaining a sleek, slim profile. Now, okay, but what? What? Okay, you're not done. Sorry. Mm-mm. These decals, which are known as toast covers, can. Okay. Koozies. Yeah. Can be designed for your PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, or even your laptop and mobile devices. Now, how does it work exactly? Well, these aren't, you know, plastic snap-on cases or vinyl decals or even rubber bumpers. They are semi-permanent covers that adhere to your device using 3M adhesives. But they do it in such a slim, sleek way that you'd never know it. Okay. Now, if you're still on board, you can get any of these. I try to be. Okay. You can still (laughs) get any of these covers in different shades 
like walnut, ebony, or even bamboo. Plus, the customizable options are endless as you can put any design you choose on it and it will be laser etched into the wood. Oh, oh it's so it's wood for mm-hmm. sure. It is it is wood. It's not wood looking, it is crafted by with wood. That we're putting on our devices. Yes. Now to look I know I know you're sitting there thinking to yourself, uh, "What? If you saw it, if you saw a picture of it." Uh-huh. I think I know, you, I'm trying really hard to envision this. I mean, you can you can You Google. can tell I'm looking to the right corner of my brain. I, I would tell you to Google it, but then you'll see the prices. Yeah, so then, gonna, I, then that's cheating. I tell you what. Clicky click. Let's click. let's play the price game first and then okay. while I'm doing release dates, you can so go look. So it's real at it. wood. And this is real You're, wood. Anything could be etched into it as far as a design. Mhm. And it's for all the things. So am I looking for a price for console well, and then the price for my mobile then my price for my laptop i had to i broke it down into several sections because each price range right. varies so for your playstation 4 and your xbox one you have two price ranges you've got your basic which is just you know the top uh, maybe I don't no know. customizable options whatsoever it's just the wood just make it look like wood yeah and you've got the customized so how much would you pay for a basic just and you deep. said it's real wood, this like is real mahogany wood. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Harvested wood box? Because I would think it would have to be pretty thin because like, you're adding all this heat to it then. Well, that's that's the other great thing about it is if you look on their website, the wood that you're adding to it is actually uh-huh. better for your console. keeps it cool. Does it now? Scientifically proven. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the 200 bucks for just the top. I mean, you know, you're going to buy about four with that because. Oh, really? Because I'm always so used to undercutting a ridiculous amount that I overshot then. Okay. So like 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Okay. Now, if you wanted to customize it, what would you pay? Oh, well, okay. Let's say a hundred then. Still doing depending, pretty good. It, it, I, was was it was it like is it depending on the the, the no the design no it's though, just, and like how detailed nope just is whatever you want to do if you want to customize it. Oh okay yeah I'll stick with that. I'm sure I overshot again. Eighty bucks. Eighty really yeah. So see you're I'm getting have a to great look deal at these now. Mm-hmm. Now for your switch, I only saw a basic. I didn't see uh, there might be a customized, but I only saw is it for for the dock or for the. Um, it, it will be for your handheld and your dock. So how much would oh, you okay. pay for that? Oh well, shit, that's smaller. So like since I've been way off, forty bucks. Very good, spot on. Oh, yeah, yeah, spot on. Uh, now what about laptops? Basic and then customized. <sighs> I feel like it would be about the same, but they can be a little bit bigger. So mm-hmm. uh, forty-five. Uh, it will be seventy. Oh, oh, and then yeah. customize. I mean, that's, that's hard to tell though, because I mean they're all different sizes. Sure, but what about customized? So you said seventy bucks for that. So custom for a basic one hundred bucks in ninety. I feel like thirty ninety. Okay, I mm-hmm. felt like thirty was the the jump there on the console. And then finally for iPhones, Androids, and tablets, what would you pay? Bucks. For? You're gonna have to go up just a little. Really? Because it's so small. I understand. 25? A little bit more. 30? More. 35? 36 <laughs> 40 It better not be $40. It is $40. Really? Yep. $40 for your Switch but, and then $40 for your mobile phone? But there is, a, there is a range. 
There's a range of sizes and whatnot and customizable options. There's, I mean, I'm just giving you basic ideas here. There are so many options, okay. but this is the lowest price that you could possibly get it for. What All, is this called now? It's called Toastmade. Toastmade.com. Toast, like a toaster? Yeah. Toastmade. M-A-D-E.com. Okay, Check okay. it out. I just want to see this now. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to oh. move on to release dates. So take a look at that and then let me know afterwards. Okay. All right, release dates. On February 11th, we have Darkest Hunter for Nintendo Switch. Then February 12th, we have Conarium for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Zing, The Land Beyond for PlayStation 4 and PSVR. Minesweeper Genius for Nintendo Switch. Descent for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Jump Force for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel for PlayStation 4. Hacky Zack for PlayStation 4, The King's Bird for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Then on February 13th, we have Iron Cryptical for Nintendo Switch. February 14th, we have Code Realize Wintertide Miracles for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Degrees of Separation for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Love Hero for 3DS. Tokyo School Life for Nintendo Switch. Ali Ali Switch Dance for Nintendo Switch. And then the rest are for Nintendo Switch. Love, Nico Para Volume 2, Strikey Sisters, Ghoul Boy, Cinders, Space War Arena, all for Nintendo Switch on February 14th. Then on February 15th, we finally have the release of several big titles. Crackdown 3 for Xbox One and PC. Metro Exodus for PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. Far Cry New Dawn for PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. DreamWorks Dragons Dawn of the New Riders for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Jump Force for PC. Hacky Zack for Xbox One. Space Lift Danger Panic for Nintendo Switch. And Rhyme 9000 for PlayStation 4. Hmm. Okay, these look really cool. They do. They just, they, they, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's something you didn't think you wanted until you see it and you're like, you know what? I'm, I might the leather actually... one doesn't seem to line up really well, though, with the camera and stuff. No, on a but phone. I mean, we're not really worried about that now, are but we? But I feel like, well, I mean, people live by taking pictures of their food, dude. Come on. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> are you ready to play? What the hell did you just say? I'll try, man. So Todd here, I feel like. I know. I mean, I ha- I lined these up, and I even did. We can do this one Mark. of two ways because I did I did set it up to um, tell you what the games are. Okay. So if you want me to tell you what the games actually are, I can do that. Okay. Yeah, but we, we maybe we don't need to do all of them then. No. I was like I set up like now like I, I picked out you a couple, but I have no idea what the games are about. That's I fine. Wrote down the name. Well, I'm just gonna so give you break the game. I'm just gonna give you your three, and then we'll okay. go from there. Okay. All right. Spork, the Manic Utensil Storm. Spork, the Manic Utensil Storm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why I feel like this is a, a platformer. Obviously, a spork is your protagonist that you're playing here. 
Um, and uh, it is uh, set in this post-apocalyptic cafeteria world. And um, that's that's one of the powers that you have is you can create Storm just like like an X-Man or something like that. So um, you have Sporky who's walking through. And I mean, envision this, though. We're all the size of a spork. Mm-hmm. And this 2D platformer. So this cafeteria is lends itself to be a quite large open world. Okay. But not open, obviously, because I just said platform. So I'm going to go side-scrolling platformer on this one. And um, as you're jumping across, like, trays and the different tables and all this kind of stuff, uh, like, meatballs are getting thrown because the ultimate boss, of course, is that cafeteria lady. The one that's got, like, the mole right here. I mm-hmm. mean, we're talking gross, scraggly hair. Um, the apron hasn't been washed in 20 years, you know, um, and uh, that that that's your end goal boss. But as you're going along the way, maybe a spoon um, could be your sidekick for uh, a, a, a level or a knife or uh, what's that one straw spoon thing that like Sonic gives you when you get a slushy, mm-hmm. whatever that's called. Yeah, it's got to be in thing. there, you know, and so he can make it rain because he can scoop it all up. Yeah, so it's just all food-related platforming fun in a post-apocalyptic cafeteria when the food used to be good until she arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know now or do you want to wait? Yes, I kind of want to know now how off I was. These are official descriptions. okay? Okay. So this isn't something I made up. This is official descriptions of every one of these games. Trapped in a war between spoons and forks, how does a spork survive? It's a turn-based RPG with puzzle elements. You're a neutral party in the ongoing utensil war. Your actions will have consequences. Choose to take sides, sneak through as a neutral party, or just shoot everything that moves. Use your skills, guns, and the world physics to defeat your enemies. You'll need to try different skill and weapons to suit each level. Pick skills strategically to conquer each stage. I like mine better. Yeah, it does It does have a little bit of flair. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, the next one. Mm-hmm. The Angry Banana. The Angry Banana? Jesus Christ, people. Um, <laughs> it's like it's almost even tapping my creativity out. The Angry Banana. <sighs> so I feel like this is a spinoff of a Family Guy game, right? Okay. That, that it, but you're playing... Brian in the banana suit, you know how he sings that whole song. It was Brian, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole song. Peanut with like butter a jelly time. And, yeah, peanut mm-hmm. butter jelly time. So it's um so it's a turn based strategy game. Um uh and you're going through I don't know, we'll just say that the the it's a hour too long real time stra- or not real time strategy turn based strategy game with the first time they go to a ballpark and um you're playing as the angry Brian banana who's trying to work his way out of the, what do they call it? I'm not a sports person, sports ball in the bunker where they just sit okay. there waiting their turn. The dugout? <laughs> the dugout or that. Yeah. Um, and so he's got to prove it on the sidelines. So every time that you, you know, it's your turn to roll or whatever, if you get a high enough one, that means you actually hit the ball and they're like, all right, Brian, you can go in. But he's of course got his special skill, his anger. Mm-hmm. And if you can tap that, you know, uh, roll that enough to fill that bar, you'll get a home run. And it's just all about Brian being a banana, trying to make it in the big leagues 
for their baseball team that's local. They serve Dunkin' Donut burgers at this ballpark, I thought I would just add. Mm-hmm. Does it sound healthy? Yeah, sure. Why not? There is no point to the game I just said. No. Um, this is a short 2D action game with a funny story that's full of nonsense. You'll go out on a okay. journey to avenge your, quote, family, but will you be able to? You'll be going through five different levels where you need to pay a lot of attention about what's going on around you. In order to survive, know when you should move, know when you shouldn't. Use your deadly banana peels and your devastating banana kick to destroy different enemies who try to stop you. If you survive, then maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to get your revenge. Oh, you know, I just thought of a better one. It should be about like a battle royale in the Chiquita banana hat. (laughs) Sure. Let's go with that. That should have been my answer. Mm -hmm. That's my new answer. All right. The last one I'll give you. The floor is really cheap lava. The floor is really cheap lava. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, see, now me, I feel like this is just a card game now, like a drinking game. Like I'm going back to, uh, do you ever watch New Girl? You know how they have I'm aware president's of game or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I would say don't overthink this. <laughs> the floor is really cheap lava. Um, so don't overthink it. So maybe this time I try to actually guess what the game is. Um, so maybe it is um, a child's game. Um, and th- that's what the kids are playing. So it's like a series of QTEs um, to if you got to like hop from the couch to the chair to the table. Um, but the added complication is, is that like if your parents like sneak in to look to, and then you've got to like hurry up and try to not be caught jumping across all the furniture Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but they have like shag carpeting. So that's why they call it really cheap lava (laughs) as opposed to like, you know, the, the, the really, hugely spun great carpeting i don't know my carpets let's just say it's an expensive carpet versus a cheap carpet that we had like back in the 70s that totally probably had asbestos and caught on fire okay (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's as simple as that maybe it's as simple as that i don't have an end goal in mind for this like i feel like it's just one of those time wasters and you can collect coins i mean upgrade the carpet i don't know it really sounds like it because the uh, official description of this game is avoid randomly placed lava squares as you move faster and faster down the floor of lava okay that's it that's it yep so excellent yeah nothing i don't want to buy any of my games this week okay (laughs) todd still wins even though he's not here I am going to save, because I found three good ones for him. You know, I found three solid choices for him, and he's not here. By the way, Todd's not here. He's uh, he's under the weather. He doesn't feel well. I don't think we mentioned that earlier, but yeah, he's he's under yeah. the weather, which I, I understand. we were going to at the end. It's fine. Our bro is sick. Yep. Get better, Todd. I hope you feel well soon. Yeah, I'm... I'll see you next week, too, I think. So, I goodbye, bro. Yeah. Feel better. It's okay. So I'll save those for him for next week because I, I did. I found three solid choices that would be right up his alley. And I thought it was all about hentai, wasn't it? There was one. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned, people. Now you know what to look forward to next week. All right. Uh we're gonna move into uh, our segment for the week, which, you know, I was trying to think I'm sure 
you know, if we were a little bit bigger, we'd have games we could review every week. But right. we're working on that, people. That's why we need your likes and I'm love trying. and comments and all that stuff. But uh, this week, I thought we'd do something a little bit differently. Try to think of something uh, unique to do. And I thought it would be fun that we would discuss games that we did not like that the rest of the world seems to adore. And try to kind of give a little insight as to why this game just didn't connect with us for whatever reason. Now, I'll go ahead and say up front, because uh, I did talk to to Todd beforehand, and he can make his argument next week maybe to elaborate a little bit more, but uh, his choice was The Witcher 3. And we have mentioned, we have mentioned, I think he's he's mentioned it uh, on previous episodes, like, when I was playing it, I remember there were weeks, months maybe, <laughs> that I was playing this <laughs> game constantly. Yeah. And he mentioned that it was a game that he tried to get into and could not. And I think his reasoning was is that there was this grind at the beginning. Yeah. That it was just constantly like, God, I can't do anything. It's like, I just, I'm constantly grinding and grinding and I can't get anywhere. And I tried explaining to him, if once you get, for me, once I got past level five, and can move out into the world, everything got so much better, so much easier. It's like the grind stopped, and then I just kept leveling up almost constantly, you know? And again, in hindsight, that's just how it felt. might not have been that fast, but that's just how it felt for me. But again, I play my games differently than some people. You know, like Red Dead, I'm sure he beat it within a week or two, but I'm still playing it for like the third or fourth week. And it's because I like to explore. I just like to enjoy the, my surroundings, right. and that's Everyone what I did there. How they want. Yeah. I explore. I look around. I do different things, and just do it like that. But to each his own. It's just not a game that really dragged him in. And he even admitted to me the other day that he still has it, and he wants he wants to get into it. He wants to love the game. Yeah, yeah because he hears about it all the time, but yet he. I'll be honest, I can to understand do that. I never got that far in Witcher 3 either, and I, it was probably my same complaint, or I just kept trying to go too far into the story before I was ready mm-hmm. and would keep getting leveled by these mobs that come out of nowhere where I'm just like, they're one-shotting me. How the hell am I supposed to get from A to B? Yeah. So I could understand I could understand that. It took, it took some getting used to, because I think I'd picked it up once before and then walked away from it mm-hmm. because I was just like, ah, do I want to play this right now? And, because it wasn't, there was something. It's another one that's overwhelming because it's large. Yeah, and, and there was something about it that was, I don't want to say it just turned me away, but I guess the controls were not what I was expecting. So I was just like, eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into this. I don't know. So I walked away from it, and then I came back to it. I was like, all right, let's let's give it the old college try and really push through it and see how deep I can get into it. And I I did, you know, it took a minute, but yeah. I, I got into it. I feel like you really, you really did though, right? You played the whole thing. Oh yeah, I went through the DLCs and everything. Like mm-hmm. I did so much. The only thing I regret that I didn't do is get the solid ending to the game. I got a real shit ending because oh, yeah. I made okay. one mistake toward the end when it came to Siri. <coughs> kind of like with Dragon Age, man. There's like one decision that you make super early on that you have no idea is going to lend itself to. Mm-hmm. Uh, not being able to like marry the one dude. I remember getting really pissed about that. And when I looked up this thing, I was like, that was so long ago. I'd have to go back so far. One dialogue option. Yeah. One. Change that whole thing to where he's like, nah, or yeah. 
I'm like, fuck. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because that'll transition into mine. Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, no! Because I may have mentioned it on well, this... Well, you said Inquisition. You said Inquisition. I did say Inquisition. I had never played any Dragon Age game before. Uh, any in the series, whatever. And a friend of mine was just like, hey... Because he was talking about how he got obsessed with Dragon Age Inquisition, how it was just this amazing game. He spent so many hours on it, and he's like, dude, you ought to check it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Then one day it was on sale on the PlayStation Store, and I thought, well, he's given it a lot of high marks, so why not? I'll mm-hmm. put the money down for it, and I'll check it out. I, twice... Twice I have picked this game up and played to a certain point, and then I'll put it down. And I don't know what specifically is happening when I go, because it's not like I play for an hour and just like, oh, it's not for me. I I I play for a decent amount of you time. You gave it a good old try. Yeah, huh? I played for hours, but something happens within the story, because I think the last time that I played, I re- I got much farther than I did the first time. And I remember going to a castle, and I guess you're supposed to set this castle up as like your main fort or your main base mm-hmm. of operations or whatever. And I don't want to make it sound like the world was so overwhelming that I, I couldn't take it in, but there was something about that element to it that made it feel like it was, like I didn't know what to do. Like there were just so many options of things to do, and I'm like, well, I don't know which direction you want me to go in because this is not an open world type game in that way. Because not exactly, no, yeah. Because it's like you bounce from this area to that area or this area to that area. And I mean, it's, it's big, but not in an open world style way like it's one solid map that right. you can just keep going from one spot to another. So it would be like there'd be three different missions going on at one time. And it's like, well, we need to go do this and we need to go do that. And I'm like, well, what should we do first? Because I don't know. You're not telling me. You're not giving me any ideas. So I, I would pick it one. It might have been helpful to play the other ones, but I don't know. Because I did. So, yeah. yeah. But once once I would take, you know, a shot in the dark and say, all right, well, I'll go here. I would be outmatched or my levels would be wrong or something like that. And I would just, I'd get my ass handed to me. So I was like, you know what? I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know. And again, it could, we could relate that back to the Witcher. Like why I push through for that than this, but there was just something about this game that wasn't connecting with me. And there mm-hmm. were some awesome things. Like I remember running into a dragon's nest one time. Just, I just happened to be walking and I was like, I wonder what's up here. Cause I like to explore. And right. I see these little dragons jumping around. I'm like, Oh, dragons. That's cool. And then here come Big Mama Dragon. I was like, oh, that's big. And she just lit me ablaze. And I was like, all right, I won't come back up here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And that was something I wanted to do. I was like, I'd love to be able to take down a dragon because that would be kind of neat. But I just, I, I still kind of in my head think that maybe, maybe if I could just push through a little bit more. But I, I feel like that's part of the problem i shouldn't have to want to push through i should just enjoy it you know the witcher even though there was that grind at the beginning i wanted to keep going because i was like this is kind of interesting i'd like to see where this story goes i'd like to see where this world is and what it is but dragon age just wasn't connecting with me in that way so i just i didn't want to continue yeah that's a shame like i liked inquisition um 
but I'm still a huge fan of Origins. Still mm-hmm. one of probably one of my favorite ones. Like it, it was better than two. You've all heard my disdain for two. Mm-hmm. <sighs> time and time again. So what about Abomination. you? <laughs> what is your choice? Oh my God! So Breath of the Wild Ooh. was mine. That is a yeah. That's gonna piss a lot of people off. <laughs> it really is, and I know it. And I'm I'm sorry. Yes, it was a Zelda game, and yes, I've had fun with Zelda games in the past. I I just I couldn't. <sighs> what is it? What the is way, it about the game? The, so like I I wanted to love it obviously. So I I got my hands on it for probably. And to be fair, I played it for like two hours. I I got a hold of a Switch at my my niece's house when I got to visit her. And um, it, it, so I'm like, oh, this was my first new Zelda game to play, mm-hmm. to be fair. So I'm coming from NES where I played the first original. I even played two. And then I don't think I've touched a single Zelda game in between. So there's been all of those that I've missed. So maybe I've not been prepped well enough for it. I know I'm trying to defend it now for all the hate <laughs> comments. But like, I this is the first one. I don't know that I liked Zelda being an open world. I'm not a fan of breakable weapons and garbage like that, you know, mm-hmm. and having to like redo it. Um, for some reason, I felt the controls were kind of clanky when I would like try to uh, zero in on uh, a mob. And maybe I just didn't know how to do it or focus on it or whatever. Um, and I just felt bored, like the the overlying story that it was trying to have. Maybe I didn't find enough of it. Um, but the whole fact that like nobody really talks and you're trying to give me this really huge long wall of text on a story that doesn't really seem to connect with me at all. There's no real dungeons to crawl in. Mm. Um, it looked good. It looked good. It could look better. Yeah, I'm saying it better, (laughs) but I mean, you know, when we're talking from my last experience with Zelda games to that, yeah, it looked a lot better as far as like aesthetics and it was gorgeous and all this kind of stuff. Um, I don't, yeah, I just, I couldn't get into it. And it felt like kind of a grind to me in the beginning too. Cause like, I feel like, you know, we're having to craft all this different food and, uh, there's like, was this mechanic to like float around so you could kind of fly, um, and I guess I was just not patient enough to try to put in the time it would take to like make that distance to anything. So I didn't even really see the point because every time I'd put up my little thing to fly, it was like I had like four or five seconds. And I'm like, well, if I try to go off this cliff, I'm just going to die. Um, I never was able to get a horse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just like all these little things. Um, oh, I was just so bored. Yeah. I was just so bored. For some reason, I played it for like two or three hours. And there was nothing that was just gripping me to want to keep going. I I just. Uh, well, I mean, your argument that the story seems so loose. I mean, with the other games, you know where you're going. You know what you're right. supposed to be doing. So you kind of have. I, mean, this, I know how to get there. Yeah, but <laughs> but you, have a, you have a direction in which you know to kind of follow. And that leads you to the first dungeon and the next one and the next one. So even though you can kind of go, I mean, for an example like the original Zelda game you can tackle all those however you want uh-huh. so i mean that was kind of your first real open world game there's no forcing you to do whatever i mean you could explore it however you want and i think that's what they were trying to get back with this but i understand what you mean the games have changed 
this open uh, world do it maybe how i you wasn't want ready for changed. zelda to be open world um it's it's taken the original yeah, aesthetic and taken it to an entirely new world and if you're used to a formula it's jarring so I can I can get where you're coming from. I haven't played and it. And I would so wander I into a world that like you were saying before, like it's so over leveled for me. And 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 maybe I just couldn't get a hold of the switch controls or it wasn't explaining mm. it well enough to me, but I'm just like I just uh, now I'm dying all the time. I don't know how to focus well. I didn't even understand when my weapon broke or what I would even need to do to make that not broke anymore or why do I have to cook all this food? You know, and I'm just yeah. It, it uh, I'm just going to go back to my original if I want a Zelda experience, I guess. I'm sorry, but I just, oh, my God, I was so bored. It's okay. But what made it even worse is I was playing it at my niece's house, and mm-hmm. she loved Zelda. Mm-hmm. She's loved, like, every iteration of Zelda. So I almost felt like I had to pretend like I was so in love with it the whole time <laughs> I was playing it because they're watching me. And I didn't want to, like, poo-poo on her thing. So I like played, I, I guarantee you, I played way longer than I would have had it been just for me. Sure. Just to like, mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. We're going to keep going. They find it entertaining. I felt like I almost had to be streaming where I'm just like, yeah, let's make this fun. Woo! You know, for everyone's watching <laughs> me now. And I'm just trying. So I feel like I got to like a bridge puzzle too, or something where I had to push shit around or whatever power it was that you could like lift bricks or something with and I think I got through that whole sequence, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to hog the TV the whole time. <laughs> you know, we should get it's, to hang out and do other things. <laughs> that's always <laughs> your out. That's always your out. Just be like, uh, you play for a while. I'm, yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. Maybe you could show me something that's going to make this fun for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, hey, it's fine. I've, again, this is the one Zelda game I have not played. So, okay. And there's also this desire, well, I don't want to, lack of desire. That's the best term. I just, there's nothing about it that has made me go, I must play. Despite all the praise that I've heard, I get it. But I've seen it at GameStop. I've, you know, messed around with a demo and I'm just like, okay. I don't know. Maybe I've just lost my interest. I want maybe a more... Maybe it's just not the Zelda game I want. Yeah, or maybe I've just like, I'm not going to say outgrown the concept. Maybe my tastes have just changed since, you know, the original um, to what my gaming tastes are now Mm -hmm. from when I was a child. That's totally possible, you know. And I'm making excuses because I'm going to get all the hate. But But, uh, (laughs) I mean, even the the prospect of an open world Zelda game sounded intriguing. I was like, oh, okay. But is it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this one wasn't. I mean, maybe I could try other ones, and mm. and I would feel different. I sure. don't feel like I would, but I mean, I'm always willing to try a game, regardless of its genre, because I've shocked myself before with a genre that I never thought I would ever get into, and I I would have a good time. Sure. So I'm very willing to try any type of game, and mm. st- except for VR horror, because I'm just too much of a wuss. Leave me alone. It's I fine. don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. But uh, yeah. <sighs> it's fine. Sorry. Sorry. Missed the mark on this gal. Mm-hmm. Missed the mark on this gal. It's all good. But, uh, well, there there are games that we are. We are the black sheep. We don't yes. like these games. Sorry. So, there you go. Sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't add us. It's our opinion. Oh, no. At me. It's fine. Lacia underscore Finley on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> 
In fact, if you want, I'll just let you guys have your own conversation about it while I read the comments. In fact, no, yes, that's my sickness. Please add us sometime because you know, let us know what you think. Super Mega Crash. Talk to us sometime. Like stupid Lacia with her Breath of the Wild, or damn you, Todd. Why didn't you love Witcher (laughs) Three? You know. So I don't know if you'll have as much Inquisition hate. So I mean, you would have said Origins, maybe. I guess he's really not missing out on that Monster Hunter thing because he can't play online with Monster Hunter, and it's The Witcher Three, and he doesn't like that anyway. So I don't really guess he's missing much on that. So he's probably fine. He's like, "Eh." he's probably napping like a baby right now. Yeah, not worried about it. It's true. (laughs) Speaking of The Witcher, just one last thing, real quick, before we uh, toddle off. Have you seen Henry Cavill and what he looks like beefing up for The Witcher? I haven't seen him recently. I only saw that one really dumb, like, reveal trailer thing mm. they tried to do where he just, like, walked on set or some garbage like that. No, he's apparently been doing... Beefing s- up, though? He's already pretty... Oh, freaking- no. Okay. Okay, if you... If- <laughs> Should Lace be looking now? Will I be happy? If you want okay. to, I don't know, because he went from Superman buff to, like... Uh-huh. He looks like a bodybuilder. I mean, it's not what I expected. Oh, no. Yeah, it's is not. It too much? I felt like it is. I was just like, what are you doing, man? Because that's not what I expected Geralt to look like. But I'm visualizing Geralt from the games. Maybe Geralt in the books is designed differently. I don't know. Oh, I can't find anything that looks legit. Well, he's all he, like photoshopped. No, this is a, just Henry Cavill workout. Super. I mean, it was a recent picture. He's He's pretty beefed. I'm like, I'm on the hunt, ladies Look for and it. All right. Well, while you're looking for your <laughs> sexual <laughs> like flavor, I have to see now. Uh, that's our show. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners out there in Radioland. Remember, as we just said before, you can follow us and add us on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. You can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art or shoot us an email at SuperMegaCrash if you just want to say something really nice about us. That would be nice. And we'll read it on the, uh, the podcast sometime if we ever get mail. And uh, you can also support our show by pressing a like button. You can leave reviews on your preferred platform. And uh, even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. Should you want to share the love, you can tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. I saw that look. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, it's a little much. It's a little much. Mm-hmm. It's the one where he's standing next to the Superman yep. uh, mm-hmm. uh, statue. Yeah, he looks like. Holy crap, Henry! I don't, I don't really I mean, know. All right. Yeah, it's gonna. You do you, man. Put it. That's a lot. Yeah. Like I feel like that's Superman right there. I feel like that's even Whatever. too much for Superman. I thought he was a perfect yeah. size for Superman. That's just me. I don't. Yeah. But anyway, thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Go out Sorry. there and look for Henry Cavill. No, it's fine. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Lacey Finley. And join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
to me eat a pop tart he'll just edit this out or not i don't know yet we'll see you guys let me know in the comments if you hear all this what kind of pop tart am i eating this has been a pencil and paper podcast network production